Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. It's cash down me and I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. We want to welcome Cash Diamond to the porch today. Welcome to DGV Gang. What's good? What you out here working on in Atlanta, bro? Just music videos, you know. That's what the gang and stuff. For sure. sure. How often do you come out here? Uh, This is like on music stuff, like my third song. Or not my second. But like family and stuff. I got family all up through Georgia and stuff. So I be out here a lot. For sure. How does it compare to being back home? It's a lot more to do. I'm a lot less bored. I got, and it's just, it's the heart of everything. Like, everybody be coming down here, especially because it's All-Star Weekend. Everybody lit. For sure, for sure. So you were originally born in Vegas, but you relocated to the DMV, right? Mm Mm-hmm. At what ages did you relocate, and how do you feel the two cities differ from each other? Uh, I was, like, seven, when, like, seven, six when it happened. But, like, the difference is out there, like, first of all, it's burning hot. And two, like, the, just the times I was there was different. I don't know what it's like that much now. I haven't been back in a while, like, since I moved here for, like, a couple years. But, like, as it compares, shit, life was a lot better. So it was, like, a lot better in Vegas. Like, that's why I mess with this. Almost like, it's like baby L.A. Mm. How would you describe your childhood growing up in the DMV? A lot different from Vegas. Like, that was, like, the start of me seeing, like, struggles and shit, like, just seeing everything, like, you have to really get get it yourself. Like, ain't nobody going to give that to you. You know, you got to, like, go get it. For sure. When do you consider yourself jumping off the porch? Right about, like, 13, 14, like, around there. Like, so what type of things would you say that you had to go through to learn to what you know now versus what you had to learn back then? Well... It's more about, like, who you surround yourself with. They have a lot of influence on your brain and all types of stuff like that. Like, really, and loyalty, how much loyalty truly means to me. Like, 
everybody you see here been my bro for years, like dang near. Like everybody here, like my homies, like we tight. So I got a small circle. And if you're not in my circle, what are you doing? <laughs> for sure. What's the biggest life lesson you feel you learned growing up? Uh, shit. Honestly, stick to yourself. You're going to get way farther and do what you want to do with, like, no remorse. What's the biggest obstacle you feel you overcome? Honestly, it was probably just, like, getting, getting, like, the buzz that I have right now. Like, the cult fan base. Like, I knew I could do it. It's just in the amount of time, I did not know. Like, sometimes it was rough. Like, I didn't even know if I wanted to keep doing music. And then, shit, I popped off. And all my, everybody who supported me came this whole way. They still with me. Most people, the real ones still with me. And just, they stay supporting me. How does it feel to have that support, knowing that you have a supportive background with you all times, knowing you can always get support from your loved ones? It's... See, it's not even my loved ones. Like, that's more my, like, supporter fans. Like, all those people, like, and my friends. Like, this this my family right here, like, on my right. So it's like, if, you, if you're not them or my supporters, like, I don't really care. Like, the support from them is, like, crazy. It got me this far. Like, I don't need, I post my music one time. I, I really don't be promoting it that much. Like, I don't be spamming pages. So it's like, I'll post it one time. And, like, reparations, almost 90K. So it's like, that's just purely the supporters did you feel reparations would be as big as it is now i knew it when i like first made it like i couldn't stop listening to it like i wouldn't stop replaying it like it's short and sweet so yeah i wasn't really that surprised how did you know how does it feel to know that that song slick became like a meme versus like other rappers or other people doing music, like, they would quote it and be like, such and such got seven seconds to respond, or you know what I mean? Like, yeah. all those, like, people supporting you. At the same time, it's support, though. Like, how does that feel, knowing that people are comparing you to whoever? They won't smoke with whoever because they're saying this right. is it right now. Uh, it feels good just to have that type of backing behind me. You know, like, I, I, was, I really have done this, like, basically no management. Like, well, I've gotten this far just off of me and my supporters, so like I said, couldn't really do it without them. Like, they really came in clutch, for real. I was about to quit. Mm. And this gave you the amp that you need to keep going? No, I was capping up. That really pushed me off. Like, that gave me my amplification when it comes to music. Like, I was really finna quit. Like, I was like, I'm done with this. Because I was really finna be a DJ. And then I quit and just stepped out of music for a little. That's hard. Yeah. So you have a passion for DJing? Nah, not really. I just like spamming the tags and stuff. Like, you know how my music be like reversing and stuff? Mm -hmm. Like, that's the song. So, like, I mess with that type of sound. I was like, every song sounds better with that. So, why don't I just do that? For sure. And you started recording your freestyles on Ubu. That's a very true story. How did that become a thing? So, like, we was, I was living in these apartments. And because this is when life was like real, real, real down bad. Like, we ain't had nothing but like one computer in the house. Like, that was it. So everybody was struggling. Like we all had to use the same computer if we wanted to do anything. So basically on a computer, it was slow. It was trash. It was like $60 from Walmart, but we had Uvu on there. So basically if I wanted to record myself, I would have to use Uvu. Yeah. It was the only thing, but it was fire though. Like I got to post it on YouTube and everything. Got a couple hundred views. It was fire. <laughs> for sure. It's probably still out there for real. So if y'all looking for that, go look for those cash dime Uvu freestyles. Oh God. You also credit your dad's passion for music as yeah. one of your main influences. 
So how does your dad's passion and drive inspire you and trickle down on you to make you want to pursue music as well? Like, he, al he always really, like, introduced me. He was, like, the beginning. Like, he gave me an iPod full of music. Like, I think it was, like, some Kanye West was on there. Like, Michael Jackson was on there. Michael Jackson, the, like, a real big influence on, like, everything. Like, I wanted to be just like him when I was a kid. And my dad, he was managing, like, big, like, he managed a couple big artists, like, right now, when he was alive and stuff. Like, they're huge now, like, and he used to take me around and stuff, so I always was around the music, and I was like, all right, I want to do, I might want to do this when I get older. So that's just where I'm at now. That's amazing. What is it about Michael Jackson that makes you starstruck when it comes to his appearance, his music? It's just like, it's really how his crowd was, like, he was more than just a musician, he was a performer, like, if, and how he worked the crowd, that's why everybody obsessed with him, how his fans, like, adore him, like, I want that, like, that's, that's really fine to me. That's fine. And so, did losing your father have any effect on you musically? Literally, all of that. That's literally, everything is because of my dad's death, like, that's where I'm at right now. Like, things will be to totally, totally, totally different, like, that was the catalyst in my life, like, since then, bro, like, that's when I really took this music stuff for real. So losing your father inspired you to take music more seriously? Yeah. That's amazing. So when and what made you, at what moment, after losing your father, you said, you know, it's time to go harder? What situation did you put yourself into to make sure you succeed? Shit. It was like, I think I had just came back from my last trip to Vegas, and I was sitting in my bed, and I was like, bro, what am I doing right now? Like, I was, I was getting, like, bagged up at, like, school and stuff. So I was like, bro, like, what am I doing right now? Like, I'm making music, but it wasn't, like, nothing serious. Like, it was, like, play around stuff. It was dang near, like, nursery rhyme. So it's like, I was like, bro, let me be for real with this. And from there, like, I made, I made this song called Lucid with my man's Redville and some, like, my other man's uh, Mirror, a.k.a., you know, that's humor. You already know. But... We had a song, that was my first song, it's Cash Domian, from then, it's been up. And then I made Capping Up, that was my second song, Kickback, too. For sure. So when did you notice that your hard work started paying off? Capping Up, literally, that's, that's, that was like the big moment. I was like, dang, people mess with me this much. It's, it's really crazy. That's what really kept me going and still keeps me going. For sure. How does it feel hearing your fans say you're growing up and your voice is changing? It's interesting. It's annoying, low key, but it's not. I understand it's going to come with it. Like, I'm going to grow up for sure. Like, even when I'm like 18, like compared to now, like I'm trying to be doing this for the rest of my life. Like, so y'all going to hear the progression. Like, old Dami versus new Dami. I already hear it. Like, I miss my old music. Like, I'm going back to it right now. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac, or drop a crispy fry between the car seats, or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's. Like, 50 is more like cash don't miss type of sound. So, you know, I'll be going back and forth with my sound. It's all about versatility. Absolutely. How did you get your rap name? Uh, I was watching this movie called The Omen, and there was this uh, white boy named Damien, and he was like the bad kid, and we was like, oh yeah, now nah, that's me. And then we had Cashways, so I just put Cash, and then we, Damien, Dami, same thing. He was a little demon boy, so put it together, it got Cash, Dami. <laughs> oh, God. What are your current thoughts on the rap game? Uh, the fake is getting bigger. The real is, 
you know, that's why I'm underground, you know? Like, I feel like the faker you are nowadays, that's the big you don't succeed for real. And it's a sad thing, like, I feel like everybody who's real, bro, like, they're just now getting attention because, like, TikTok and stuff, you feel me? Like, the underground is just now getting the light that it's been deserved for years. What is the music scene like back at home? It's up there. Like, all my niggas, like, you know, Fall, Swayze, Tune, everybody, like, the whole gang rich. Like, we all putting on for the DMV Young Chris, um, Cash Bentley, but he faked a mugshot, so we don't really know about that. And, uh, let me see, who else? Yeah, I think that's dang near it, besides Calvo, but he had, like, the bottom of Virginia, so it's like, the DMV music scene, like for plug and stuff, is almost non-existent. But we're ma we're making it a thing, and then like the DMV style, like everybody knows the DMV style, like Money More and all them. So Gunu, all them, yeah, everybody know about that. For sure. How did the collaboration between you, Bass Nas, and Since Ninety Nine Lights Off come together? Actually, I bought a I bought a promo from Bass Nas. And he was like, "Oh, you're hard," and then his friend was like, "Oh, I'm hard," and then one day I was just like. Let me talk. Let me talk to Nas, and then Nas talked to me. Like he hit me. He ended up hitting me first, and we was talking on the phone. And he was talking about how much he fucked with me and seen potential, and I was like, damn, I appreciate it. And from there, like the relationship came, and I was already going to link with Sense before like everything. Like we was going to link in the DMV when he first had came here, like at the beginning of like Immaculate and all that. So it just ended up coming together because I was like, I need y'all on my album, like for sure. That's hard. Another song from that same project, 16, Shout Out Dro. How did the Mexico Dro placement come into fruitation? He's been my, like, one of my favorite producers, like top five, since I first started in like 2018. Like, that's when I like really started rapping for real, like on some plug stuff. And he was always one of my favorites. So I was like, all right, I got to lock in with Dro one day. And I ended up, he ended up hearing Captain Up. I forgot how, but I think it was on like Twitter or something. And he ended up DMing me, and then we started talking from there. And you know, we had to make a hit. It's a classic, so. For sure. Y'all yeah. got more work in the um, Of course. The of course, of course, of course, of course. We probably about to link before I leave, so. Oh, that's hard. Yeah. Why do you think people overlook the talent in DMV so much? Um, I feel like it's not even the people as for like, Everybody like support. Like I feel like if we all just support each other, then it's gonna go up. Cause like, you know, be like politicky sometimes. Like, but for the most part, people are starting to see it. Like more people are coming to the DMV. Like, I didn't even I didn't even know Sancito was from PG like that. Like that that was crazy to me. I thought he was just from ATL and all that. So the fact that more people are getting put on to the DMV music, cause more people are blowing up, it's a good thing. Like everybody getting put on. Is that another artist you feel you would want to work with, Slime Cito? Of course. Slime Cito, big inspiration on my mama. For sure. Five. How about any other artists you see that you would want to like tap in and work with? Doop, big inspiration, D Savage, Trippy. Uh, shoot, I'm trying to think right now. There's a lot of people. Like Namir, Cometazine, they hard. Uh, Chief Keef, Tay K, Diego Money. Uh, it's a long list. It's a long list. For sure. Tell us about your latest singles, 50. Okay, 50 came because I was really irritated when I made that song. Like, I'm, I'm, my music is directly like indicative of my mood. Like, if I'm in a bad mood, like I'm not feeling you know, happy stuff. So I just heard the beat come on and I was like, dang, this joint, this joint, 
Shang Fire. So I just started like rhyming with the beat. And that's really what I do. Like sometimes I'll write a song, sometimes I'll freestyle. So I came up with it while I was freestyling to the beat. And then from there, it was a, you told, we told Automatics, nigga, you still told the semis. And from there, it progressed. Everything just started flowing after that. Oh God, because I was thinking about a lot of shit. Niggas be making hate pages about Cash Dami and stuff. It's weird. So I had to speak on that too. And a lot of fake niggas. Yeah. We called him 50 in the DMV. For sure. DMV got a lot of interesting slang going on. Tell these people what champ really mean, because a lot of people Champ, don't... bro, you head ass. Like, if a nigga say you head ass, it's basically champ. It's the same shit, like, you goofy, like, corny, damn near. Like, that's really what champ is. What about any other DMV slang that you see other people taking and running off with? Let me think. There, it's a world of stuff. I just can't think right now. But like the stuff that be, we just be saying like killing stuff. I people a lot more people are saying kill. We created that. I'm sorry. Stop saying that if you're not from the DMV. But we created kill. We created a bunch of like words like jaw like. I seen people saying that now. Shit. We got a lot of weird lingo. They know. I be texting weirdest shit. They be like, what the fuck do I be talking about? But that's all. Right. So tell us about your latest and upcoming project. Shit, I'm, I don't know if I'm dropping another project, to be honest with you. Probably 16 is going to be like the GOAT project for me. I want more attention on it. Like, it's so underrated and slept on. Like, I feel like a lot of people really look past that album, but that joint is all gems. Like, it's really like a message to the future of the type of music that I'm about to be making. Like, that's like the last of what people think is cash on me. Like, I got a lot of more diverse stuff coming out. Absolutely. Any other mm. producers that you would want to work with? Mm, I don't want another song with Young Brando. Young Brando hard. Uh, Zan Gang. I need a song with them. Uh, Pierre Bourne. Big inspiration. I would love to song, make a song with Pierre. Uh, shit. Just more songs with the people I already make songs with. Because they understand my style. They know everything we going for. So for sure. 1K Sensei in the back. You already know. He make we he make most of my beats like we this is the most songs I have with a producer right here. For sure. So, so how does y'all relationship bounce off each other and how does it work well with each other? Shit, we both funny people. We all funny like we all just be laughing and stuff. So we be having a good time like we be going live together. Um, it really started because like, what was it like last year? It was like in May. Right? Yeah, like around then like. I was in a little drama situation and he knew one of the people I was in drama with and he was like, oh, you crank? And I was like, oh, appreciate it, da 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 We kept talking. From then he sent me beats and we just became cool. We linked in Atlanta like six months ago, something like that. That's hard. So as we see lately, a lot of artists are grinding independently. Would you yourself continue an independent grind or would you see yourself signing with the major label? So a lot of people actually do ask me this question. My opinion is if the deal is right, do it. But for me, I know right now where I'm at is independent is where I want to be. Because I'm, I'm going to make the most money this way. And it's all about taking care of yourself and your peoples. And that's all I'm trying to do. So I guess independent is the route I want to go, for sure. But if there's nothing wrong with signing the deal, like as long as it's right. Absolutely. So what else are you working on? Uh, shoot, just try and stack all my unreleased, maybe make a project, maybe an EP, something like that. Uh, but for the most part, I'm just trying to drop good singles, because I know the singles is what people want to hear. Reparations, 50, hit after hit, like, it's easy, like, 
But for sure, I got a song called Dior I want people to hear. I got a song called B.O.A. Are You Serious? I got a lot of stuff in the vault that y'all don't even know about. So it's just like, why would I drop a mixtape when I got all these hits? They would hit harder as singles, you know? Any last words and shout outs? Um, shout out my man's Juggy. Cannot be here right now due to legal reasons. You know, free Juggy, free kick though also. Uh, go stream 16, go get the cashways dropped from the merch. You already know the vibes. He wearing the green one. This is unreleased, but y'all gonna have to get the red, yellow, and pink. Yeah, nah, that's it. And shout out to Dirty Glove Bastards for bringing me here. Oh God. So, Cash Diamond, we appreciate having you today, gang. Oh God, appreciate y'all. Reparations. Spit five bands, shout out the nation. I got gloves, fucking education. I got thighs, got them in rotation. You can get mobbed if I hit it. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.